Hey everybody, welcome back to Culpepper Online. And what we have open here is PowerPoint uh, version 2003. Now, one of the things we're going to be doing today is actually creating a interactive PowerPoint presentation using triggers. Now, the one thing about triggers is that you have to have a minimum of Microsoft Office or Microsoft PowerPoint XP version 2002 and up. Triggers are active hyperlinks or hot spots uh, that take you from one place to the other, uh, one slide to another, website, things along those lines. Now what I'm doing here is creating three new slides and I've got four total and with these we're going to set up just some game boards real quick. Now I'm going to select all of these slides and I'm going to use my content layout of blank so I can blank all of these out because I'm not going to use any text or anything along those lines as far as content. Now on slide number one up here that we have here, I'm going to use my word art. And I'm going to type in match game. Now what we are doing here, this is one that most everybody's played uh, as a child where you are taking uh, shapes, objects, pictures, or something else along those lines to where that you have to find them uh, and you know find the matching piece to make them uh, come together. And that's going to be kind of the same thing that we're doing here today using interactive buttons. I'm going to right click on a dead area which is just a blank area in my slide that has no picture, no text, no anything, and I'm going to change my background to black and apply to all. The reason why I'm using black is that it makes it easier to see when you're doing presentations or you're using games. And the color schemes that you've got typically all show up better and brighter if you use kind of a neon like the blue, the green, the, the yellows, the purples, things along those lines show up better uh, in a class or in a presentation. Slide two, we're going to actually create our puzzle or our game board. I'm going to go to more auto shapes, action buttons, and I'm going to use an action button that's custom or blank, and I'm going to go ahead and just draw this button out. Okay? Now, I'm not going to really use any hyperlinks on these as of right now, so I'm just going to hit OK for none. I'm going to right click on my object, go to act, uh, Format Auto Shape, change my color to Fill Effects to two colors, and I'm going to use standard of a purple and white. I'm going to change my transparency a little bit. Go to 20% diagonal and I'm going to set my line color to white. Now one thing I want you to notice right now is up here in the top right hand corner we see a box called text box that's actually blanked out and we're going to be making that active in just a moment. I'm going to hit OK. Now I have my action button. I'm going to embed a font into it right now by clicking on increase font size, but I also want you to notice that I do have my shape active. So I'm going to continue to increase actually up to a size 172 and it actually doesn't go that high. So what we will do is just continue to grow it manually. Okay, and we'll type in the number one change my font name to impact, put a shadow and effect on here to impact. Okay? 
and let's reverse this instead of black let's make it a white color with a black shadow now since I have this if you remember from before we're going to go to format auto shape and I just right clicked on that object my text box is now active because we did embed a font into it going to change my anchor point to middle centered so that it's equal on top bottom left and right and word wrap text and auto shape so that it will tell me in just a moment exactly what number or what object that I have embedded into my square or my button and you can use any shape circles triangles squares whichever that you want to okay now the next one I'm just going to resize it just a hair I'm going to copy by using control C and then paste it by using control V and you'll notice that there is some transparency which we did set then control V again and set this up pretty equal now we've got a little bit of shape or space on the left hand side so I'm going to select all three by just drawing an imaginary line or lasso around each of them to grab those hit control C and V again to copy those and paste them and drag them down and then we've got each of our objects and I'll just change my numbering and then we pretty much have got our game board set up now these are obviously big and you can see what they look like by hitting F F5 or hitting my slideshow from current slide to see how big these objects really are in presentation mode. Hit escape. Now, the next thing we're going to do is this. I'm going to insert some pictures just to demonstrate this very quickly of how to set up this game using triggers. Now, it's one picture. Control C, copy, paste. I'm going to drag these here. Now the other thing I want you to notice is this right here. Now the game piece is actually on top of the action button except for the top and right at the very bottom on both of these. Now the reason why that's important is when we set this up as a, uh, as a trigger or as a button we're not going to be able to use the part that actually has the picture on it. We're going to actually have to click either above or below the image in order to make it advance or disappear. Okay, so we have that one. Going to copy and paste, and tell you what, we'll just put it right here next to it, and then insert our very last one. Let's do the water lilies. Now, these pictures that I've got are all standard um, images. If you have Windows, it comes automatically on your computer. Copy and paste that image. We'll put that on six. Now we are almost finished. Okay, we have our images, we have our numbers. Now, what I'm going to do is this I'm going to click on one of my images, go to slide layout, and I'm going to change it to custom animation. If you do not see that, you can actually go to slideshow and custom animation and it'll bring it up. I'm going to click on my image is active change the add effect to entrance and appear and using triggers I'm going to change it here down on my options to timing 
And remember where we embedded those fonts, this is where it's most important. Turn on your triggers, start on the effect of custom button, which is our blank one, number one. Okay, so that's one trigger. And you can recognize it by right here. Now I'm going to add an exit. If they do not match, we're going to make it disappear by the same thing of setting it to timing, triggers, start on the effect of, again, button one. So when we go into presentation mode, or our game, number one, the picture is actually there, but it doesn't show up until I click on number one. And it appears if the image does not match another one, you just click up underneath it to turn it off and it disappears. So that's exactly what we did. Now we're going to go ahead and set up all of these and I'm going to do it very quickly so um, you can follow or not follow. Now I've got both of these. Let me show you a real quick shortcut. Now I've set this one to enter and to disappear. Now if I hold down my shift button I can select both of these and change them together button 2 so that I don't have to do each one of them individually and I'm just going to test it real quick to make sure that I did do it correctly it appears turn it in and it disappears okay so we're going to do the same thing to each of these entrance exit disappear and then highlight both of these together and then set it to change with custom button number three. Okay, up underneath it, same thing, up here, exit, disappear. Select both, and this is custom button number six. Now, one of the nice things that you can do with these is actually, if you've ever seen the, uh, the game show Wheel of Fortune, you can actually set you up a game board like the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, and it's the exact same premise, where you're setting up its triggers, embedding a font into it, and setting it up to appear and disappear. And then setting those triggers at the bottom to like numbers or letters or anything along those lines. And if you remember, since you're using a custom button and embedding that font, it's going to show up as whichever that you have. Uh, if it is a, um, a number or if it's a letter, if it's a vowel, things along those lines. Now we've got this game completely set. Uh, at the very bottom, match game slide number one. I'm just going to put in something real quick uh, to start. And I'm going to set this, obviously, as a different color because black will not work. Format, let's change it to, let's just change it to white for the moment. Okay. Now, on the start button, 
I'm going to set my hyperlink to slide number two. And one other thing is I'm going to go to slideshow, setup show, set it to browse to add a kiosk, and click OK. Now the reason why I did that is this. If I did not set it to kiosk mode and I accidentally hit the enter or the space bar or click on the mouse or something that's not on a button, it's going to automatically advance me to the next slide and I don't want that to happen. By enabling the kiosk mode presentation, um, it disables your entire keyboard except for escape. And that is a great benefit whenever, if you are ever using this in a gaming mode because you can hear me clicking and hitting on the keyboard and nothing is happening and that's one of the best features if you're ever using PowerPoint in a gaming format of using triggers to use your kiosk mode I click on start it takes me to slide number one and let's just play and see if it'll work so number one we have the sunset click on number four and it's lilies these do not match so I'll turn them both back off the next person or child would guess let's take number five we have a sunset and then slide number one and they match and then what you have left is obviously four, two, three, and six. And then you just have you a match game real quick. And these would advance as they get the game or get the piece right. And you would also have at the very bottom, if you wanted to, down here, set up a button to go back to home, or you could set up a button to go to the next game, something else along those lines. Now, I've seen as many as you want to create, 24 different objects, 12 different objects, or six, if you're wanting to use something very simple and short. Uh, but it's, this is a great learning tool, uh, especially for elementary kids, and even shockingly for secondary.